With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Our COVID numbers are first up tonight, 807 estimated active cases. The seven-day rolling average for the 7th of July is at 51. There were four new cases in the sister islands. Monday saw 41 positives reported to public health, 60 on Tuesday and 72 on Wednesday. An early morning machete attack is under investigation tonight. The Royal Cayman Islands Police say around 2.40 this morning they received a report of an aggravated burglary and assault at an address off Birch Tree Hill Road. It was a reported a man had broken into a residence while carrying a machete, attacked one of the occupants, and then took off. The suspect and the occupants knew each other. The victim received serious injuries to his arm and foot. He was taken to the Cayman Islands Hospital for treatment. Customs and Border Control issuing a brief statement tonight confirming a member of staff has been arrested and that the arrest is in relation to an ongoing police investigation. The CBC provided no other details. A packed house once again for the Cayman Islands Chamber Parliamentary Luncheon this year as the business community, large and small, turned out to the Ritz-Carlton today. While the Premier didn't present this round due to his COVID-positive status, Minister for Investment, Innovation and Social Development, the Honorable Andre Ebanks, proved a popular stand-in, calling on the entire audience to make a pledge, a pledge that was adapted from one by Caymanian rope makers to uphold standards and protect the industry of that time. I do solemnly pledge my mind and my hands in the production of strong industries for the promotion of these islands as a global center of excellence for innovation and for the common good. If we can do that, if we can get together, if we could not, as Mr. Jamie Dimon said, shoot ourselves in the foot, Cayman is going to be a global leader. And I assure you one day, we hit that target. Whoever is premier will be speaking at the UN. Mr. Ebanks's speech emphasized the need for Cayman to build upon its foundation, innovating and looking to the future while also ensuring the middle class is strengthened. He highlighted the need for greater communication, as well as government working to resolve some of the bureaucracy and duplication of efforts that can slow down progress. You can see the speech in full on Radio Cayman's Facebook page and the Cayman Islands Chamber social media platforms. As a presenting sponsor once again this year, DART unveiled its Acre for Acre pledge. In any future DART developments, for every acre that is disturbed, we will commit an acre of untouched natural habitat to be held for conservation. This is at the core of an environmental management framework, preserving and protecting lands that are environmentally sensitive while developing land that has the opportunity to provide the greatest economic benefit for the country. DART President of Business Development Jackie Doak tells attendees the land for conservation would be identified in ecologically important areas such as the Central Mangrove Wetlands, Barkers and the Sister Islands. We hope our Acre for Acre pledge is a catalyst for other developers and government to adopt a similar philosophy with future development projects and commit to an Acre for Acre when developing untouched natural habitats. Mrs. Doak notes that in addition to the land currently preserved by the Crown, the National Trust and DART, they're estimating that more than 39,000 acres of untouched terrestrial habitat remains on the Cayman Islands. And this commitment could result in more than 30% of the island's landmass forever being preserved, exceeding the UN goal for biological diversity. Cayman Airways Limited lifts off on its longest mission yet. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal reports.
Cayman Airways received the approval from the United States Department of Transport to operate a non-stop service between Grand Cayman and Los Angeles LAX Airport. Our tourism industry is in the recovery phase following the pandemic. Although air arrivals are trending in the right direction, increasing month after month, there is still a long way to get back to pre-pandemic levels. There is no question that a direct service between Grand Cayman and Los Angeles shouldn't present a lucrative opportunity for Cayman Airways and the Cayman Islands to increase stayover visitation. That I'm sure of. Tourism Minister Honorable Kenneth Bryan says this service marks the achievement of an important milestone. He says not only does it fulfill the ministry's goal to tap into new markets and grow visitation outside of Cayman's usual source markets, it also speaks to expanding into emerging and secondary tourism markets, market to high net worth visitors, and expand Cayman Airways routes. By opening up the western United States, we will be making it easier for travelers from Los Angeles and other feeder markets such as San Francisco and Seattle to have easier access to our wonderful country. This new route will also enhance our air connectivity for travelers originating from Asia and Australia, opening up our destination to even more markets that are currently underserved. This will make our islands accessible and more attractive to a whole new segment of travelers. The new Grand Cayman to Los Angeles non-stop service will begin on Saturday, November 5th and will offer 160 seats on each flight with 16 seats available for business class. It's a once-weekly flight with in-flight food service. Officials say this is a conservative entry into the new market with the potential for three flights. From LA to Grand Cayman will be five and a half hours, cutting travel time by half in terms of introductory costs. There is still Federal Aviation Authority approval to obtain. Until that is done, officials won't be able to market or promote fares, but they will be fair and competitive as possible. Flights will be loaded and ready for sale by the end of the month. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paul Akal. A familiar face is back at the helm of Cayman's Port Authority. After following a competitive recruitment process, Mr. Paul Hurlston has been appointed as the new director of the Port Authority from the effective date of the 27th of June, 2022. At this morning's press briefing, Tourism and Transport Minister, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, said his wealth of experience makes him well-suited for the position. In his role, Mr. Hurlston will provide oversight of all harbor operations and the development of the authority's annual multi-million dollar budget. He will also be charged with ensuring the authority is appropriately resourced to operate safely and efficiently. The new director says it's a privilege. I am looking forward to working for the board. We already had a meeting, and by extension with the minister, the chief officer in charge of the board. I believe that together we can enhance the operations of the port, which the Port Authority, which also includes Kimamrak and Little Cayman. We must never forget that they are part of this equation also. Her Majesty's Cayman Islands Prison Service, in conjunction with the University of the West Indies Open Campus, hosted its inaugural awards ceremony. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more. Certificates were presented to the 46 graduates who successfully completed their programs. Of the 37 inmates graduating, 8 were women from Fairbanks Prison and 29 were men from Northward Prison. Certificates range from introduction to computers and small business management to basic English language courses, with some inmates receiving more than one. 
Out of this year's cohort, inmates have applied for acceptance into the University of the West Indies Open Campuses Associate Degree and Bachelor of Science programs, and other inmates are being encouraged to pursue bridging courses to expand their educational capabilities to enable matriculation into degree programs. The partnership between Her Majesty's Cayman Islands Prison Service and the UWI Open Campus is aimed to modernize and extend the portfolio of educational and skills training programs available to HMCIPS officers and inmates. This agreement was both groundbreaking and pioneering for the region and reflects the Cayman Islands' role as a regional leader in rehabilitation services amongst the overseas territories. Addressing the graduates during the ceremony, His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper comments that this is an inspiring program. To the graduates, it is admirable that every one of you has been able and willing to take on this opportunity to turn your lives around by developing your skill set. I hope some of you may use these skills to pursue opportunities for entrepreneurship, which is a major focus of this educational program. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. Nine officers from Her Majesty Cayman Islands Prison Service received certificates in supervisory management. Telemedicine heads to the sister islands. Radio Cayman's Shanta Gallego has more. The Cayman Islands Health Services Authority, HSA, is expanding its scope of telehealth services. They've recently partnered with the R3 Cayman Foundation to offer remote medical consultations to people in Little Cayman. By remote medical consultation, the HSA has implemented a high-end telemedicine robot. With its HD zoom camera, enhanced audio system, and articulating head, the InTouch Teladoc robot will give patients and staff of the Little Cayman Clinic the experience and familiarity of a face-to-face encounter with HSA's remote physicians during initial exams, treatments, and in-post-procedural follow-ups. Through the interactive device, patients will be able to have more convenient and increased access to their physicians and allied health practitioners at the Faith Hospital and the Cayman Islands Hospital. It would also reduce the time and costs associated with patients having to travel to Cayman Brack and Grand Cayman for elective and emergency consultations. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. And that is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.